Hi, and welcome to the Platinum Business Break podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Hey, and today's episode is sponsored by Platinum Training Technologies, the premier training, learning, and coaching platform for business. And this is volume two, episode five. It's being filmed in November of 2022. And the title of this podcast or vidcast, if you're watching on YouTube, is Why is a training and development program vital to your company's success? Hey, I've kind of done this type of podcast before with this topic, but it's very, very important. Again, those of you who know me, who have followed my podcast, you know I'm about several things. One is obviously leadership, really big on leadership. The other thing is culture, and then is training and development. Now, the, the a good culture and a strong leadership team is a prerequisite for a training program. If you don't have a, a leadership team who has a clear vision, who talks about that vision, uh, creates a great culture, and, and wants to bring that to the troops, training is not going to work. Okay, so so there's some there's a prerequisite to a training program. All you business owners and management group uh, uh, leadership teams out there, um, and I can talk to you about that. If if you have if that's your stumbling block to starting a training program, I'd be happy to help you. But uh, today we're focusing on why is it important and vital to your company's success. So we're going to jump in. So the question is, why do you want to train your team? And that is a good question. Well, obviously you want employee retention, right? We, we're having, you know, obviously a lot of issues since COVID with employee retention, uh, recruiting top talent. Um, if you have a robust, vital training program, word gets out, people want to come to work for you. Increased productivity. Okay, because everyone knows their job. There's no ambiguity, right? Uh, culture of learning, a unified work culture. If you have a culture of learning, everyone's excited, and that is a cool thing. But here's the wake-up call. Again, to business owners, to uh, leadership teams, to CEOs, um, this is the wake-up call. Now, this is a recent, and I'm talking like September, October of 2022. Um, many quiet quitters fit Gallup's definition of being not engaged at work. People who do the minimal required and are psychologically detached from their job. This describes half of the U.S. workforce. Now imagine that half the U.S. workforce is not engaged at work. So if you have 10 employees, half of them are not engaged. But it goes on to say everyone else is either engaged, that's 32%, or actively disengaged, 18%. The latter are what we call the loud quitters. They're actively disengaged employees, tend to have the most of their workplace needs unmet and spread their dissatisfaction. They have been the most vocal in TikTok posts that have generated millions of views and comments. So really, we're talking 68% of the workforce is either not engaged or actively disengaged, which means they're sabotaging your business. So if you have 10 employees, seven of them aren't on board. Okay, let that sink in. And that's reality. So business owners, leadership teams, CEOs, managers, you guys better wake up. That's why business is hard right now, right? Most employees who are not engaged or actively disengaged are already looking for another job. I hear about this. I see this every day people have they're they're waiting to turn in their two-week notice and my recommendation is if someone gives you a two-week notice let them go that day because they've already planned to leave and they're just going to sit there for two weeks and they're going to spread dissatisfaction 
among the people who are left. Okay, so again, business owners, business leaders, you got to get ahead of this. One way to do that is leadership. Paint your clear vision, be engaged, create a great culture. And again, that's another discussion, another podcast. I can help you with that and have a training program. And the training program is revolved around the processes of your company. All right. So we're going to jump right into training. Again, this was a Gallup uh, Workplace September 2022. So uh, this was just a month or so ago filming of this podcast. All right, a little bit more information. So again, 32% engaged, 50% disengaged, the quiet quitters. And again, what is the quiet quitter? The quiet quitter is they're just barely doing enough to keep their job. And then you've got the 18%, the loud quitters, the people who are actively sabotaging your business, in my opinion. All right, so let's talk about platinum training technologies and let's talk about learning. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some definitions because what happens is we throw around, you know, learning, training, you know, what does all that mean? So I'm gonna throw out some definitions and we're just gonna, you know, use those as a point of reference. So when we say learn, which when we say a noun is knowledge or skill acquired by instruction or study, you're gonna learn something. Learning, a verb, is to gain knowledge or understanding of a skill by study, instruction, or experience. That's just the action. Okay, learn is what you've done, the, the, the knowledge that you've acquired, the learning is the active way you learn, okay? Let's talk about development. It's another one we hear. Okay, the noun of development is the act, process, or result of developing. And when you develop, it's to set forth or make clear by degrees or in detail long-term. In other words, it's actually, you have a plan. You have a plan that you're working, okay? All right, and let's talk about skill. Upskilling is the process of learning new skills, or of teaching new skills. Reskilling is the process of learning new skills so you can do a different job or training people to do a different job. You know, we have training, we have learning, we have upskilling, all right? And again, let's talk about training. Train a connected group or a line of procession of persons traveling together, okay? That's the noun. But using train as a verb, we to teach so as to make fit, qualified, or proficient, immediate. All right, so are you getting it? So, you know, there's learning, there's training, there's skilling, all kind of the same thing. But the whole point is we're trying to teach, to learn new knowledge, to learn new skills, so we could either improve our current job or learn a new job, all right? So we got some, some definitions out of the way. Here's a, I love this, this is Sir Richard Branson. I've seen this quote like oh, just over the years on LinkedIn and, and other social media. And it says, you know, train people well enough so they can leave, treat them well enough so they don't want to. Sir Richard Branson, I love that quote. And I think there's another one by Henry Ford. It goes something like this. It says, uh, let's, uh, you know, what happens if we train our people and they leave? But he says, well, what if we don't train them and they stay. <laughs> wow, that, that's reality right there. All right. So when we're talking about training, again, whether your company actually has a formal training program, an LMS, which is called a learning management system, they're doing something online, they're doing something books, you bring a trainer in, you have a corporate person who does training. There, there's some pitfalls of modern training I would like to point out. And again, just, just to kind of frame it up again, we kind of know what we're talking about. You know, I've been involved in training all my career, my 30 plus years. Uh, in business, and I've seen uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So number one, one of the pitfalls is what we call the the instant expert. So management, typically management, they have this, this conception, hey, we're going to bring in someone for the sales meeting, 
And, and, and the, with the expectation is our sales team, they're gonna become instant experts, okay? So that's, that's number one. There, there are no miracles in the classroom. Learning is a long-term process. So you're not gonna bring someone in just for a sales meeting and then everyone's gonna leave and conquer the world. That is not the way it works. There's no such thing as the instant ex expert, okay? Number two, training not allowed during work hours. I've seen companies who said, no, you gotta do this on your own. Now, if you're not allowing your team to train on company time or allowing them to do that, you're sending a message you're not serious about training. Number three, fire hose in mouth. Teach everyone everything at one time. Again, I've seen this too, where we bring in a bunch of different departments. We're trying to train them this, you know, on the same topic. And each department views that topic from a little different angle. It's impossible to do. Plus, you're trying to cram, oh, you know, we've got, only got a few hours to squeeze this in. That's fire hose and mouth. You can't do it. If you can't make a commitment to do it methodically and over a period of time, just don't do it at all. You're better off. Number four, assuming that everyone is trainable. Hey, the reality is in your organization, there are people who are not trainable, and those are the people more than likely you have to coach, counsel, or maybe get off the payroll. Tough message, right? So you have to have people who, who are willing and wanting to learn more or better themselves. Uh, number five, old school, on-the-job training is best. Now, that's kind of where I come from. Um, I remember when I got my, my start in sales about you know, 15, 20 years ago, I was given a customer list, uh, you know, a box of catalogs, some hats, some cups, some koozies, and they said, good luck. You know, hey, and I made it. You know, why did I make? You know, I was a people person. I, I already knew the product. I knew the industry, so it wasn't that difficult for me to to make it happen. But I had no direction. I didn't have any type of sales training or prospecting, how to handle objections. I mean, none of that stuff. I, I just learned it on the fly. So OJT is not the best because if I actually had a formal training program, I would have been years ahead after after year one instead of taking three or four years to really feel like I was a professional salesperson I could have, we could have compressed that time and I could have been more productive to the company and I could have made more money myself okay just saying all right number six there's only one perfect class or format to administer training that's not true either because we learn in so many different ways and we're going to cover that uh, in just a minute number seven failure to establish learning goals with no progress analysis Again, that, it's kind of uh, back to the first one. It's, you know, the instant expert. We, we do a training program and, and there's no follow-up. And I remember I was with a company, you know, years ago, we did a, 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 a basically a book study was our theme. And, you know, we, we talked about the book. We took, took the highlights during the meeting and it was kind of our theme. And then it kind of died. Um, the, the, someone told me our, 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 our theme lasted as long as the meeting did. And that's very true. And, you know, we never came back and, and, and emphasized or put goals or, um, embraced the, the, the training that we had. And, uh, I, I see that very quite often too. Again, I, I was talking to a client not too long ago and they said something like, you know, I don't want to come in and get everyone pumped up for the day. I want to give them tools and give them goals and, and a way to, measure what they've learned today, how they've taken out through the whole year, right? So, so I want to bring value and I want to make sure that they understand and, 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 and what that was taught during the, the, the session, but more importantly, take it and apply it to their everyday job, you know, from this point on, okay? 
All right, learning styles. You know, we all learn differently or a combination. So the first one here, and if, if I can get my clicker to work it, is visual. Uh, some people are visual learners. They, they don't want to hear it. They want to see it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of that way. I like, to, I like to see the way things work. That helps me uh, an actual, not a, a word or spoken word description, but actually a visual. Uh, auditory, they like to hear it. Um, and two, I, I like to listen to books on, on uh, you know, on my phone or, or on my Kindle. And it's amazing how much I actually retain, especially if I'm on a long car drive, I'll listen to a book, I'll put it one and a half or one and three quarters the speed and, you know, but I get a lot out of it and I pick up the points that I'm really interested in. So auditory is another way too. Uh, read or write. Uh, and again, I'm just going to, some things I actually retain better if I write them down, especially with names, uh, even though I've been in sales and marketing and executive management for many years, I'm, I'm not good with names. I'm, I'm great with faces and voices, names ain't a little tough, but you know, if I write someone's name down once or twice, I'll remember it. Kinesthetic. Yeah, there we go. We'll go with that. That means touch. You know, some people are, or I like to say tactile, you know, we like to, we like to touch things, you know, we, that, that helps us learn. Okay. Um, that, that's, that's true too. Um, so, uh, and again, children, you know, you see children want to touch everything because they're very uh, tactile learners when they're, when they're younger. All right. So the truth about learning styles is most programs only focus on one area. People need two or more areas to really learn something new. You know, most programs, it's just a, a workbook, um, but if you can combine a workbook with a video, with maybe some follow-up or maybe some Zoom meetings where they could listen to some recaps, you know, something like that. So, so again, the truth about learning is you've got to have two or more areas to really have something new sink in. All right. Next slide, please. Also, a blend of face-to-face -face versus guided virtual learning versus self-guided. Okay, so, you know, um, now that we're kind of past COVID, face-to-face -face is, is actually becoming more popular, more preferable again, because there's a lot more collaboration opportunities. Uh, guided virtual, where, where it's actually, you know, you're on a Zoom call with somebody, and it's almost like coaching. And then self-guided is, is another, you know, one that we actually, we have, we have a self-guided uh, platform, Platinum Training Technologies, where our online campus, you could select a, a track or a group of courses and you're self-guided. Um, also, micro-learning is another concept I want to throw in there. And I think this is very important. It's called, uh, you know, smaller modules. And what I, it's like what I call it, you know, little bite-sized pieces. I think it's easier for people to learn in little bite-sized pieces. You know, kind of going to the other slide where we're talking about one of the pitfalls is fire hose and mouth. You know, and I'm going to have some statistics in a minute how much data you actually retain when you train. That's why the micro learning and the varied learning approach helps ingrain new concepts, new ideas, you know, into your into your mind. All right. So the next slide we're going to go to is, well, we actually at Platinum Training Technology, we're going to construct a custom program that fits your team demographics. And, and, and what I want to want to kind of cover is, is we have this, you know, cross multi-generational workforce now. Right. So you have the millennials versus the Gen X versus the baby boomers versus the Gen Z. Well, you know, what does all that mean? Well, baby boomers were typically born between 1946 and 1964. Um, that represents about 71 million um, in, in the U.S. That's quite a large number. The Gen X was born between 1965 and 1980. 
that's uh, 65.2 million. Those are what sometimes we call the latchkey kids, right? Where moms started going into the workforce. Uh, Gen Y or millennials were born between 1981 and 1996. That's 72 million of the U.S. population. And Gen Z, that's the newest uh, to be named, the, the newest generation to be named. And they were born between 1997 and 2015, nearly 68 million. So um, you can see right there, there are still uh, baby boomers. Now, there's even people, I think they call the greatest generation before the baby boomers. Some of them are still in the workforce, uh, not very many. So you're mostly talking baby boomers who a lot are going to be retiring. Maybe not as quickly now that the economy has been kind of goofy the last few years. Their 401ks aren't panning out, so they got to work a little bit longer. But you still have baby boomers and obviously the other generations. And what we're finding is you could be a younger person with an older boss. You can be an older employee with a younger boss. Okay, there's a lot of that going on. Or you're in a work group with, you know, a whole mixed age generational demographic and, and, and sometimes it's it's tough right because everyone has a different perspective so i just want you to be aware of that too but again we construct a program based on those demographics so um don't worry about that we could help you with that so again we're we're, we're, we're talking about um you know all, all these different groups but each group will learn a little bit differently so but regardless of the learning style or generational after the initial training, only 10% of the information is retained. So again, regardless of generation or age, and regardless of the style, only 10% of the information is retained. <laughs> so, so here's how it breaks down. After one hour, 50% of the information is lost. Okay, for all you people who, who were regular churchgoers, you know what I mean? You, you're sitting through a sermon, and today we're going to talk about whatever. And... You know, during the, the the sermon, man, you're tuned in. You're like, oh, man, that's great. I needed to hear that, right? <laughs> but after an hour after church, or you're like, oh, who, 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 what did he say? You know, I forgot. Yeah, 50% of the information is lost. After two days, 80% of the information is lost. And after 31 days, after a month, 90% of what you learned at that training session or that seminar or that lecture is gone. I mean, unless you're some savant, you have, you know, you know, just a photographic memory, you know, it's gone. So really only 10% of the information is retained after training. That's why it's important to break it up in little bits and to repeat it, okay? And we'll help you do that. Kind of our thought process is this. We believe that all generations have a willingness to teach and a willingness to learn. Each group will learn different, but we should meet the people at their unique position of where they're at currently. You know, for example, you know, the older generations, the baby boomers, um, you know, they may need a combination. They may need more of the in-person type training. Uh, maybe your younger generations, your, your Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, you know, maybe the, the self-guided learning is better or a combination. But again, we will help you uh, determine that uh, based on your population at your company. All right. So let's talk about classroom and live instructor-led learning. You know, there's some benefits to that. Again, now we're, we're kind of coming back to that after, you know, post-COVID. Um, you know, it's really great, fun, dynamic delivery. Again, there's a lot of uh, spontaneous reaction, and those could really be fun if you've got a great speaker uh, or someone, you know, uh, facilitating your meeting. Um, you get immediate help or immediate feedback on the topic, which is which is pretty cool, especially if you have a Q&A session or an open session. Um, then you have the opportunity to network with peers and talk about the training while you're, while you're there. But some of the disadvantages, all right, let's talk about disadvantages. Um, it is time consuming, you know, I mean, especially if we're, we're taking, you know, 
a day or two out of a, of a work schedule. Um, it, it could be very time consuming. However, you got to do the benefit. I mean, if, if the training is all that it's cracked up to be and they will take away something that they could use immediately, it, it might be worth it. Um, logistically challenging. Again, now that COVID is, is over, it's not as logistically challenging as, as it was. Um, and, and it's a higher cost um, because typically you got to rent a room or if you have a facility, you got to bring somebody in, you're going to be paying for their you know, expenses. So, so it can be at a higher cost than other. But let's talk about online and on-demand training. And again, this is through what's called an LMS, a learning management system, something online. You know, you think of YouTube. So some of the benefits of that is it's timely. You could use it whenever you want, 24-7. Now, which, by the way, our platform, our Platinum Training Technologies Professional Campus is 24-7. You could use it whenever mobile or desktop doesn't matter. Uh, it's topical. Typically, on online demand training typically is kept up to date. Now, again, our library of courses are curated. Um, old ones are purged. New ones are added all the time. So not only are they timely, they're topical. Uh, they're comprehensive. And again, a lot of our training tracks, and again, I, I, let me differentiate between a topic and a track. Say a topic, you know, might be, hey, I want to talk about sales. Okay, well, that's a big topic. Well, then within sales, you'd have a learning track. A learning track might be how to prospect or how to handle objections. And we break that down into modules. Okay, so it's very comprehensive. All right, little bite-sized pieces like I was mentioning before. But what are some of the disadvantages? Well, obviously, it, it's difficult to anticipate pay you know, the live needs or, or that spontaneity that you would have in a, in a uh, in-person session. Uh, you know, you can't, it's harder to read the audience or read the crowd. So if, you, if you're uh, conducting a training session and, 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 and if you're the facilitator and you sense in a live presentation that someone's not getting it, it's easier to pick that up on, on a, uh, in a live versus uh, an on-demand or video training. The disadvantages, there's, there's really too many options. You know, like I said before, we have over 3,000 videos on our platform alone. Then you go to YouTube or other platforms, and there's so many options, you end up not doing anything. Okay, So it's important to have a company like ours, which will help you guide your employees through very specific uh, curated learning tracks. You know, But once they do the required, then they're free to kind of explore other things. But you know, a lot of times, there's just too many options on online and demand training. And again, no human touch. Uh, there's something about that in-person interactive that we, I mean, we're all social animals, right? We all like to uh, talk and be around other people. You know, most of us do anyway. So, uh, you know, there's no human touch with the online and on-demand training. So our courses are based on the competency learning. Really what competency is, it's, it's the competency that we're trying to teach is broken down and analyzed into a set of specific behaviors that tell employees what is expected of them and that how management can measure. Okay, it's based on, you know, again, like I said in the previous uh, segment, the Lominger uh, competency model. So we, con we constructed this around the 36 of the Lominger competencies, and they've been the industry standard for microlearning since the 1980s. The courses that we have are mapped to competencies such as accountability, creativity, customer service, business acumen, action-oriented, ability to deal with ambiguity and time management. Okay, so some, those are some of the standard competencies within each of the training, okay? All right, our competency-based learning tracks are available at no additional charge when you join our program, all right? Because the cool thing about ours, it's on-demand and is subscription-based. So we're not asking you to sign you know, everyone up forever, okay? It's typically a year subscription. 
and your team members have a year. So after a year, if you don't think it's worth it, just cancel. Right? It's kind of like Netflix, except it's a year instead of month by month. So our modern learning management system was created mobile first and learner first. It's loaded with features designed to engage the learner and simplify the work for the administrator. So if you're an administrator at a company or if you're the training champion, we'll make your job easy. Okay, that's all, all we're saying. And again, it's constructing your training program for your, for your company or your organization. Um, as I mentioned before, there's, there's some prerequisites to that. Okay, first of all, your leadership has to really be engaged. Okay, uh, and you have to have very visible leadership who have painted a clear vision for the, for the company. And that vision is communicated all the way down through the troops, through, through everyone in the organization. Okay, the second thing is you have to have a great culture and you have to have a culture of learning. That means the people at the very top, they're, they're taking courses too. They're improving, they're reading books, they're taking courses, all right? And then you have to have processes in place that kind of help build around your training or that your training is based on, all right? So there, there's a couple of things that have to happen to make training important. So the first thing is we have to develop a company educational mission statement. So what is our goal for training people, okay? We want to be the best trained customer service team in our industry that does this. Develop learning paths based on current needs and demographics, okay? First of all, well, then number three is you have to know your people. You have to know what is their, what are their gaps? You know, where, where are they at? Where do you want them to be? That helps constructing a training program. Again, what do they need to know? Who knows what, which that's called the tribal knowledge. And do you know what training is currently in place? A lot of companies have a lot of training, but they just don't do anything with it. And this is the other thing that Platinum Training Technologies can do. We can take your existing content. We can clean it up. We'll actually put it on our platform at no additional charge. So if you roll in our program, we can take your videos in addition to our library, 3,000 plus videos, hundreds of learning tracks, and then we could add your material to our learning management system. And, and it's yours. You retain ownership of it. It's just we're going to house it for you to make it easy. Number four, establish effective communication protocols within the company and management accessibility. And as I mentioned before, Training, we have to allow people time to do it. We have to be very intentional and say, hey, this is you know, required. Again, you know, we don't want to be draconian, like, hey, we're going to cut your laptop off if you don't do this training. If people aren't excited about doing training in your organization, then you got, you got to stop and look at your culture. People should be excited to learn new things. And, and I think when you hire people, you let them know that's part of our culture. So if training is not ingrained in your culture, it's going to be hard. Okay. And again, what we say, management accessibility, uh, to me, I, I, that means to me that managers are, you can talk to them about training, but they're, because they're actually doing the training alongside, you know, their training may be different, but they're, they're involved in training as well. Number five, create a blended curriculum based on company needs and goals. So it, it may be not, you know, if you're a salesperson, you're not just doing sales training, maybe you're doing some sort of uh, diversity inclusion training along with that. Okay. Number six, develop progress measurement. Is the training yielding results? Again, that's something we work with you um, and your team on is, okay, we want this department to go through this training. These are the goals and then set up metrics. Are they achieving it? Again, because if the training has no benefit, has no effect, there's no point in doing it, right? And number seven, we want to develop policies and standards to support that mission statement, that educational mission statement. 
again, we're serious about it. It's our culture. We love learning. Learning is a good thing. And it's encouraged, hey, everyone's, you know, it's almost like a peer pressure thing. It's like, oh, what? You didn't do your learning today? Oh, that's the kind of culture you have to develop. Instead of people, oh, yeah, they're making it. I got to sit there training today. You know, and I get it. You know, we're all busy and, you know, got a lot of stuff going on. But if, if your training program is not getting people excited about their job, learning new things, then, then you got to look in the mirror. And we, again, we could help you with that. All right, so you got that, constructing your training program. So what will be the next steps? All right, I like to, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the uh, steps there. So first of all, if, again, depending on the size of your company, if you're a small company, um, this is gonna be hard, but you gotta find your, your training evangelist. Who, who is the person driving the training? I mean, ideally it should be the guy at the top. It should be your CEO president, it should be your leadership team. But obviously they, they don't have all that time to, to get into the nuts and bolts and the details of this, but that's how we can help. But you gotta have someone inside really driving it, holding people accountable. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what, what the next step is. So you gotta have someone who is managing or excited about the, the training program that you have. We have to discover the learning needs and communicate it to the team. And again, the good way to do that is send out a survey. Just say, hey, what kind of training do you need? You know, what, what do you need to make to do your job better. Um, it's amazing the feedback that you will get. Um, we Again, we want to establish an educational mission statement for your company. And number four, we want to identify program elements. Um, you know, again, what, it, what are the goals of the training? What departments? What do they need to learn? What skills, you know, what, what gaps and skills do they have that we want to try to fill? Then we build a program. It's that, that simple. Again, you know, we have a vast library if we don't have something um, that fits maybe your your business, uh, we can do something custom. Now that is at an extra charge, obviously, but uh, custom is great. And especially if you have videos already in place, um, that that's even more ideal. Again, because at the end of the day, you're the experts in your business or your industry, but we could help, uh, again, get some content on the platform for your team. And then you start training and it's that simple. Then you evaluate, you adjust and you repeat, you make it part of your culture. You make it a part of your day-to-day -day life at your company. All right, sound good? Again, that's the way we're gonna combat, you know, again, the, the Gallup statistics that we talked earlier, you know, the disengagement. Because uh, if, you're, if you're actively training, learning the things you can't hide, okay? And especially if people aren't doing the training, that's a red flag that people are disengaged. Anyway, that's all we got. So again, uh, this episode of the Platinum Business Break is uh, sponsored by Platinum Training Technologies today. And you could visit our website at PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com or shoot us an email at info at PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com. That's all we have for you today. Again, we are the premier training, learning and coaching platform for businesses. Hey, again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We, have, we really want to help you, okay? Our, our passion is to help people, help companies, and um, we know we can help you. So give us a call. Anyway, we will see you next time. Bye.